Welcome to episode 12 of Pull Up with Miles and Owen. The all-star break has passed. Miles Ehrlich joins me from Colorado. He missed a flight to get there, but he, he did it. He made it from New York to Vegas to Colorado. Miles, how you doing? Uh, are you are you overtired? Are you hydrated? How are we feeling? I'm recovering. I, I mean, there were so many great things that happened over the course of this weekend that now it's going to take me a little bit to kind of get back into into rhythm. But I had a great time. Vegas put on a show. The All-Stars put on a show. It was just great vibes all weekend long. The the, the FOMO that I had from, from the group texts to the Twitter to everywhere uh was like all-time highs it it was it was sad i was like at once like happy for everyone and i was also just i was dying inside but it looked it looked truly like a blast yeah we really should have put on a separate group chat for the people that were there instead of like which part are y'all heading to right now? And I had like, to. I had to mute it. I'm not gonna lie. I had to mute it, and 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 I say that with love. It, it was because I just couldn't stand the thought of all the fun that that was being had. What was your 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 biggest takeaway from this weekend? Because there's so much that we could get into, and we have some great interviews uh, coming very soon that uh, you did this weekend, um, being there in person. Obviously, Sabrina in the three point contest just broke everyone's brain uh the game itself uh was was a really awesome showcase for the league what stood out to you from this weekend first things first from the game itself just everything bg just think about a year ago where we were when the players came out rocking bg jerseys right and that that just hung over it was a Paul that hung over the entire weekend and the entire season last year. And it's not just having her back, but having her back and just playing so well and also just playing with so much joy. She's just living every single moment with so much joy. And to just get to watch that this weekend up close, it's it's not just her throwing down dunks. It's her picking up full court. It's it's her eating an icy midway through the game when the when the team goes up by 20. Um, seeing her at the Kalani concert midway through standing there with her phone up in the air, holding her phone up and recording just the intros where she came out. That's, I think where it really hit me, honestly, when they did the player introductions and Brittany came out and did her little dance and her routine and then settled down. And I was just totally overcome with emotion for that. That like, I don't know why I didn't expect it, but it hit me and I was like, yeah, of course. Like, how did you not know that was going to happen? Um, and it's such a joy and we can't and we don't take it for granted that we're just getting to watch BG be great again. Um, but that was for sure the highlight. Uh, and then the, off the court, I think the biggest highlight for me was WNBA Live. They really crushed that this year. Um, they upgrade in terms of size last year was 15,000 square feet this year was 75,000 square feet so that is an incredible upgrade there five times the size um, but it just felt like you know I, I was so spoiled and I felt this in Chicago last year too because that was my first game I went to that you end up at like a W village and it's a whole bunch of people that you either know or don't know so many faces that I, I was able to meet from media, from just W Twitter, from everywhere. Um, but just being able to turn around and, and at any given time, you could probably count all 12 teams being represented. And then some of the franchises that aren't around anymore. Uh, the activations were huge. And I just love, I love being in a world. This was like my utopia. <laughs> so just kind of being there was another big highlight. And then there's so much I can't talk about. So many parties I went to, so many of the things I saw, but it was just, it was a vibe. Vegas was a vibe. They did it right. I, I love to hear it. Uh, firstly on the BG thing, I, I, I'm so glad to hear you say all that. And it really came through in the coverage of this weekend, whether it was on social media, whether it was the league account, whether it was just people, you know, anecdotally um, giving us kind of the the vibes of the weekend and 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 what they saw and felt being there, um, 
was exactly what you described. It, it was these clips that just would come a lot across my feed of, you know, four of the four aces, all stars, quadruple teaming Brittany. And here she is like flipping a pass to Stewie, the, the photo taken from like, you know, behind Stewie's vantage point, uh, just a, a, a beautiful snapshot or, BG dancing right behind Kathy and then Kathy kind of like turns around and she like, you know, gets all serious and gives her a hug, something like that. Um, it, it was, it was really beautiful to see. And then as, as far as the, the other stuff you were talking about, I mean, I think that is what, uh, that that's where the FOMO like reached its highest levels, right. Was obviously the party super fun. Uh, did not, did not really get envious of, of walking around in 115 degree heat. Um, but where y'all were walking to seems, seemed very, uh, <laughs> very awesome. But it was like the, the aspect of just all of these people in this space being in the same space, like actually physically, um, was where I missed it the most. Uh, just all these amazing content creators and media people, uh, and just people around the game that support the game, that uplift the game. Uh, and and making all these connections definitely giving me motivation to uh, to to get there next year. Um, but I, I feel like we should we should probably start talking about who you talk to. Um, unless you have, do you have anything else before we get into these four spectacular interviews here? Do you have anything else from the weekend that that we have to hit on? Well, yeah, actually, I realize I should call this out, and I'm not someone who likes to put myself in the middle of the conversation. But my favorite party this weekend was the W Slam event. Yes. And why yeah, why that was so personal for me, right? Like yes. uh I I made my my print debut. This is the first time I've ever had a piece of my writing in a magazine. And W Slam was incredible in asking me to to do that for issue number three, which is out on newsstands now. And that was the giveaway at the game. So everybody in the arena had copies of it and to the the party that they had coincided with the moment of the release of the magazine so that was incredibly dope there are the four aces all-stars are on the cover and they came through the party uh and all of them showed out and it was just that was the highlight of the weekend for me and and to be there with so many of my great friends in the media that were also in there uh, Christina Williams, Tarika Foster Brasby, B. Terrell, Grady Diaz. Like there are just so many voices that uh, are in there and so many people that just are constantly showing me so much love and encouragement in a space that is sometimes difficult to navigate just because there are not where we are seeing what's happening across the board to sports media. And that's not even talking about where women's sports coverage is at. Right. So like these people are really talking me down you know multiple times a month i feel like <laughs> and you're included in that circle too and also are are showing the love and also receiving so much of it um so that was an experience that i'm going to treasure forever that's that's so awesome i'm so glad you mentioned that i should have led with this like first off congratulations yeah i know i know i've said it but uh you know while we're here putting it out uh into the into the audio uh atmosphere what, whatever you want to call it just congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Uh, it's Thank so you, cool. Ben. Also in classic Miles fashion here, he's being very humble. He has the the lead story in this thing, um, you know, and, and written so well, just perfectly kind of, you, you have to get a copy. I'm not going to be able to do it justice, but it perfectly encapsulates why we all are so excited and passionate about the league. And to, to, to do that in you know, six, 700 words, whatever the, the word count is, because, you know, Slam, if you've ever read it, is like the most gorgeous magazine. And, uh, and you know, you can't be as wordy as like an Owen Pence, you know, Winsider article. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's not reality. Um, so you just did that so well. And like you said, to be alongside all of our friends, you know, some of our biggest supporters in the magazine. I mean, we, we've probably already had in our first 12 episodes what 75% of the bylines that were in this issue we've had as guests mm -hmm. on the on the podcast so that was such a cool full circle moment and and uh you you really deserve it so so congrats super happy for you thanks so much man i also need to make one more shout out and it is to starry 
Starry is a league partner, the official soft drink of the W, but that's not just in name only. Like it really came through. That was, there were so many awesome activations this weekend, but Starry had a, their own three point area where they had, uh, because they sponsored the three point contest, but they had their own three point set up at WNBA live where fans were able to take their best shot in a minute to shoot around the horn. Uh, and they paid out $33,333 to the, to the top scorer. Uh, and interspersed with all of that is they had incredible player interviews throughout the weekend. The four players that we're going to talk to here, uh, but as well as Asia Wilson rolled through, she has a, a Pepsi co-sponsorship and Starry's under that umbrella. So it wasn't just uh, that they're only... <laughs> yeah shout out to Jay lee english who that was top five people that i got to meet this weekend i yeah it's going to take me a while to recover just from how many cool things happen in, in tight proximity um but in terms of how that affects our podcast starry made it possible uh there were very limited one-on-one opportunities this weekend and they i i've linked with them and, and worked with them in the past a little bit but they set up these interview times for me. And uh, I told them that we've got this pod and we're working on it. And they were incredible in just uh, offering up the players for a couple of minutes a piece. And we we're able to, to talk about a wide range of things. So yeah, without any further ado, we should get into it. But we're gonna, you're gonna hear from, yeah. Should we give them a list? <laughs> Well, uh, let me give them a list, but let me first just say, uh, uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I did not mention at this point my personal relationship with Starry, okay? Because not everyone covers, you know, New York Liberty games at Barclays. Uh, you know, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. I, You know, I, I might slide a Starry or two into my pocket to take home uh, because they're so damn good. And they don't pay me for saying this. If, if you're listening, Starry, please pay me so I can say this everywhere uh, this weekend. <laughs> You know, th- that might have been the, the the biggest FOMO I had. You know, screw the parties and, and all the connections you made. It, buckets of Starry, that, that's, like, that's like bliss to me. And, of course, I had Starries at my apartment. Was I at these, you know, super fun parties with everyone in the WNBA space? No. But I did stumble upon a mixed drink that I highly recommend, uh, tequila, coconut tequila and starry just just thank me later try it you'll uh, you'll you'll enjoy it so yeah shout out to starry and obviously on a serious note um that stuff's just so huge in terms of the access like a lot of us grind so hard and there are a lot of people that that try to make that possible but it's also uh, a demand on these players time i mean you look at asia wilson i think she asia tweeted at some point just like the the i need to take a nap emoji because it's like you look at everything they're asked to do especially when you're the host city and it just i don't understand how they are able to meet everyone and talk to everyone and do media and play in the games and and uh fulfill all these you know requirements and places that they have to be so for Starry to make that possible for 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 us, where we get access and get to chat, you know, for for a few minutes with with some of these players, really, um, it, it means a lot, and and uh, we appreciate that immensely. And I'm I'm of two minds here because on one hand, All Star Weekend is not long enough, right? Like it feels like this needs to be a week's time because there's just so many events. There's so many things overlapping. But then on the other hand, I'm like, man, I could not have survived a week in Vegas, let alone the heat, but just all of the, everything that is Las Vegas, I'm wearing it right now. (laughs) I'm feeling it. Yeah, it seems like it's, it's like, all right, you know, Jackie Young puts in all the hours in the gym to uh to to play 35 minutes a game or whatever but what about all the hours that that me has to come into you know to to just withstand 60 hours of parties and events and all this never mind the players that's the real that's the real feat i've also been thinking about this and 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 it's time to get into these interviews i could just keep talking forever uh but i i have been thinking like I'm very curious to see what these games look like on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with some of the teams who have more all-stars. I'm like, how could you possibly, you know, some the people who haven't been in the all-star game, I've been seeing a lot of people posting, you know, taking a little break, going on vacation, still staying in the gym, all that. 
but it's like I, I almost feel like these teams that didn't have a lot of all-stars might have a little a little advantage here in this first week back I'm like how, how do you how do you recover from just going straight I mean Vegas played in when Tuesday night at home Wednesday night in LA fly back to Vegas Thursday and then just have all these events host they've got almost their entire starting lineup in the all-star game I'll be curious they the the aces don't play again until Thursday um New York plays Wednesday whatever I'll be very curious to see how that looks on the court anyway it's time to get into these interviews so should we should we mention all four up top or how do do you want to do this yeah let's just mention all four up top um because hopefully you guys have as much fun listening to these players as I did talking to them and and we'll do a quick reset just to to jump in and out as we go but let's let's just give them the names let's do it all right well in the in the leadoff spot I mean, come on, not a player uh, who who I have ridden for harder or who I've enjoyed watching more than Jackie Young of the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, I, I keep saying like my FOMO is at an all time high, but I think like having a Jackie Young interview and, and not being there for it was like the ultimate just uh, like, oh, man. But obviously you absolutely nailed it with this one uh Jackie's rise we've talked about a lot I've written about um and it's remarkable is she just steadily gets better and better every year and I think you got into that as as you all will hear in this interview just the work that she puts in and how much fun and how much comfortability she's kind of having in this space right now because for for some years in this league you know there were struggles and she felt immense pressure from being the number one pick uh, in 2019 by Las Vegas and to just see her, you know, smiling so much um, in addition to being like literally one of the five best players in the league this season, just so, so happy for her. Um, and, and really excited for, for everyone to hear uh, your, your conversation with her. Uh, next after that, we had Jewel Lloyd. Jewel was the all-star MVP. She went out, I spoke to her on Friday, and then the next night she goes out, sets a WNBA all-star record with 31 points. She made 10 threes or 10 shots beyond the arc. I think a couple of them were fours. Um, And right now she's on pace to break the scoring record, the all-time WNBA scoring record. So I was super excited. Obviously, I was excited to talk to all four of these players. But Jewel, and I've talked to Owen about this a lot, friend of the show kate fagan came onto our our pod one of our early episodes in promoting hoop muses um but she had jewel on off the looking glass her podcast with jess matana a couple of months back and i messaged owen immediately i'm like you need to listen to this podcast you need to i have not i had not heard jewel kind of speak at length like that and she was just incredibly impressive to me and I was that was kind of the the basis of my strategy for that interview was let's get into that let's like that was my jumping off point was I loved hearing you talk about this can we talk about it some more because you know you've listened to those pods where you're like I want to be in the room I have a question I have a follow up and I just got the opportunity to do that which was which was amazing there's no instance of my personal uh like my personal interests crossing over more than a WNBA player who's also a tennis fan like that it doesn't get better than that for me so jewel is amazing in the three spot another one of my faves nafisa collier also in the mvp conversation uh hashtag mvp um and also 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 has a new basketball league that her and Brianna Stewart, uh, former UConn teammates, uh, are launching. And um, I'll let her kind of speak for herself on that one, but just incredibly exciting news as as women's basketball continues to grow. And last but absolutely not least, got to talk to Allie Quigley, the WNBA's four-time three-point champion, and I talked to her about what it was like to be on the other side of things, to, to be out of the competition and to witness what we what we saw from Sabrina. 37 out of a possible 40 points, a record made 25 of 27 shots, including those four pointers that we see her practice. Uh, Owen, Owen and I saw her working on that at practice, but like about a week out before the All-Star game. So to, to see her put in that work, because shooting off a rack is not the same thing from catching a dime from salute in game. 
so just kind of seeing how that all that came together, um, Quiggs got into that with us, and and she's just someone else who I was excited to talk to, and I also talked to her about the fact that Owen and I have seen her around the Barclays Center all season long, and and that was kind of fun to to tie a bow on that too. So great conversation there. And I know we keep holding you. So without any further ado, let's just get into it with Jackie. Thank you for doing this. Uh, I have a podcast with Owen Pence, who's probably maybe the biggest fan of the out there. He wrote a big profile on yeah. last year. Um, so he was very jealous that he couldn't make this trip out there. Yeah. But first I want to ask about Sorry, because it is everywhere you look at it, everywhere you look around here, I feel like 90 minutes ago, you were just shooting threes on like a Starry game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just for the for the growth of the league, just having brand partners like this help accelerate. Yeah, I think it, I think it definitely helps. You know, Starry is different. Uh, you know, we had it today on uh, the three point contest. You see like the spots on the court and stuff. So I mean, you see Starry around everywhere now. And I know that coming into this, right now we're at the All Star break, and we're leading the league Squaring up towards the rim, getting there, 
you don't have to say it. I'm going to say you don't give up balls on those because of your finishing, finishing through all that contact. Do you think that boxing really helps you kind of take that, that, that body control to the next level? Yeah, I mean, I would say that and just getting stronger. I try to get stronger um, this past offseason. You know, I spent a lot of time in the weight room. And, um, you know, with Tyler, we just worked on a lot of finishes, different, different types of finishes, especially through the contact. So I don't necessarily worry about going in and getting a foul, but just trying to finish. And so I think, I think that's helped a lot. So a lot of it's mentality almost, right? Like the, the skill set there and, and, yeah, as you yeah. get stronger. Yeah, and I think um, – yeah, for me, it's always having an aggressive mindset, you know, um, and being confident. So, uh, I mean, coach wants me to get downhill and shoot threes, you know, and so just reading the defense, being smart about it. Um, but, I mean, also, we worked on a lot of finishes. Um, yeah, I mean, you can, you can kind of tell just from, like, the different finishes we do, different footwork and stuff. And so, uh, we, still, we still work on that at the beginning of our practice or workouts. So, also said that like confidence is a big part of that, just knowing that you have that ability. And I know that today was maybe not your your favorite showing at that three point contest, but as soon as it ended, you go over there and Chelsea and Chelsea and Asia are the first three there and then they're greeting you. How much does this this team meaning to just keep making you confident and they give you a bit when you do struggle here and there? Yeah, no, our teammates are great. Uh, we all support each other. And you know, today was just about having fun. You know, um, you know there were there were uh, the starry the starry logos that were pretty deep. You know, so it, it was just about having fun. But um, you know, I don't I don't really shoot off a rack. I usually catch and shoot or off a dribble. So I mean, but it's fun. It's almost like a once in a lifetime thing. You know, people would love to be here and to have the opportunity. And so uh, yeah, I just went out there and had, and had fun. And I know that this is your second attorney, but this is your first one. Shout out to Jackie, the GOAT, my fave. Uh, that was awesome. We're going to just keep it moving. Next up, from the Seattle Storm, leading the league in points per game. And oh, by the way, shooting over 40% from three on nine attempts per game. Two-time WNBA champion, Jewel Lloyd. First, I just want to ask you about Starry because... They are all over. Yeah, they've been all over the events, and obviously like, the three-point contest yeah. we just came from. Yeah. Uh, so, just what has what does that do for the W in terms of growing the league? It's huge because honestly, we I get excited partnering with people that are excited about us. Right? They're excited to see the growth. They're excited to challenge people outside of the comfort zone. Um, obviously, you see the marketing is different, the vibes different, the WBA Live is different, right? It's just a different feel to it. Um, they've done a great job of that. I mean, right now, I mean, they're giving away $33,000 to people who hit the most threes. Like, that's insane. Like, yep. who's doing that? You know, it's like insane. So, you have so much youth um, excitement about it. And that's what the league is, it's, you know, needing. So, I'm appreciative to be partnered with them to understand who they are. I mean, their official sport, their official uh, drink, soft drink for us. So, um, it's, a, it's a win-win for the W. It's a win-win for me. It's a win-win for them. And just the exponential growth, I feel like 2020 was kind of a pivot point, like that that last CBA, but also just in terms of the, the TV metrics that we're seeing all over the place. And throughout your career, are you feeling that energy? And I mean, you've got the new the new arena in Seattle, too. So I mean, you've seen a lot of changes here. Too. Yeah, there's definitely a shift. And that's what it needs to happen. I think every five years, it should be some kind of growth plan or change of plan. Um, and that's what we've kind of been seeing. It's like the trajectory of the W has been like phenomenal. I also think because the play's gotten better. So people are coming in the league, ready, more prepared, capable of doing so much more. So the game's getting better, getting faster. Um, it's more exciting. People are like tuning into it more. We're getting more exposed. So it's as good as we as players have to be, uh, the marketing and involvement has to go with us. And I think we're seeing that shift. Um, like the partners, we're sorry. 
one of, and sorry, I'm going to switch topics real quick. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is Off the Looking Glass, and, and your episodes on there yeah. recently, uh, it was fascinating to me because the, the way that you structure and approach life is how I wish I could if I was organized. <laughs> so how, how does that affect your, because you said you've got a five-year plan, you've got a 10-year, yeah. like you know what you want to do. How does that affect your encore game? How does that make you such a dynamic athlete, do you think? I just prepare um, a little differently, you know, and I think surprisingly, like, that's kind of how their motto is, too. Like, you want to approach it differently, you know, it hits differently, and that's what it does for us. But um, I just like knowing some kind of plan. Does it always go that way? No, but at least I know, like, okay, this is where I want to be. If something happens, I'm still way ahead of where I need to be. You know, I kind of push myself in that way mentally, physically, um, in all aspects, and that's just kind of how – I was raised, uh, it makes a little bit better. And I'm surprisingly, like, I'm not great with routines. I actually get annoyed doing the same thing all the time, but every day is a different challenge. Like, even on the court, like, push yourself to say, hey, like, I want to be better from this side of the court compared to this side of the court. Or look at the numbers and understand the analytics to be better in that sense. It's, like, different, too. And so I try to gauge that to where, like, hey, here's my plan, but I'm not going to be down on myself if I don't get that plan either, you know? And I think that's the balance, understanding where, where you want to go. It may not be at the right timing, but I'm here, right? So kind of give yourself grace in the aspect, but at the same time, like, you want to kind of prepare just in case it actually happens. You're like, all right, at least I'm good, you know? That push and pull with analytics is always fascinating yeah. to me because we see such advancements, like, across sports. But I feel like I would get in my own head when yeah. I'm seeing, like, okay, this percentage, what am I not doing here that I'm doing elsewhere? Yeah. How do you find that balance? I, my best friend, he does all my analytics for me, and so we, he knows me really well. So he knows how to give me just enough to kind of either motivate me or piss me off to go work a little harder or, like, not tell me so I don't get my head. So having someone who, like, actually knows me um, helps a lot because he, know, he knows what I need in those certain moments. Um, I don't like to look right away after games. I want to know what it feels like, and then maybe after I'm watching film, I'll look at the numbers and see if it actually feels what it looks like. Uh, but having someone who knows me kind of helps that because – you know, you sometimes you don't want to get in your head and coaches kind of give you numbers and you're like, oh my God, it's worse. But um, like I said, he'll tell me when I need it and then he won't tell me when I don't need it. And you talked about basically like controllables, right? Yeah. Like that oftentimes in your career, there's so much that you can prep for. There's so much you can do. But this off season was very, it's a very different team you returned to from last year. And I think like you kind of got a glimpse of that in 2019 when you didn't have Stewie, when you didn't have Sue. Um, but how does how does your mentality going into the season, knowing that they're going to be asking so much of you, how does your mentality change? Honestly, I it's how I prepared. Like I prepared so differently this off season with the team around me. And I personally think I have the best team in the world from my trainings, from my coaches, from everyone back home in Chicago. It's a different group, and so they prepared me for every situation. And that's just kind of the trajectory I was on uh, for many years. You know, I just now have the opportunity to show it. But um, it's just how I prepared. I knew it, it would be different, but. I've been, you know, mentally preparing for myself to be a leader on, on a team, um, to take care of a bigger load, regardless of Stewie, Stewie and Sue are there or not. That's just kind of where I'm at at a nine-year you know, nine vet. You know, it's like that's kind of where you're at in nine years. Like, that's all you know. Like, you're the leader, you're a vet, then it's time for you to step up. So that's kind of where I see, how I see it. And you said you're a leader, you're a vet. I'm sure you had to take on a little bit more of that. It's a very young team you got. Um covering Sammy in, in New York the last couple of, of years. I know that you've got a good one coming back with her, sure. but there are a lot of young players on the roster. How does that approach change? Because that's different than the encore. Like, encore, yeah. you can go out there and you're like, I know everything here, but yeah. relationships changing and, and that yeah. chemistry. No, definitely. I mean, for the, everyone who's young, or even the new players, we have two overseas players who never paid in states before. Like, that's an adjustment as well. So understanding who they are as people was so important to me, making sure, like, I knew – who they were, what music they listened to, what food they liked, so I could connect with them on that level. And hopefully, like, by buying into that way, they trust me more on the court. So that was my focus. Like, regardless of what happens on the court, like, I need to be able to trust you as a friend because um, I'm with you all the time. I'm with you more than my family. So I need to build that bridge first, and then on basketball, we can worry about plays and the scout. But it all starts with building that camaraderie. And Seattle sports fans just have not dealt with a tough season like this. It may have been a long time, right? Yeah. Um, so how, how can you kind of just power through that and say, because it is a push or pull, especially as a leader yeah. where sometimes they need to be told to get after your teammates. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's encouragement and, and finding that balance. So like, what do you say to 
the, the teammates, because a lot of them, especially the younger players, probably haven't lost right. a whole bunch in their lives yeah. because you're winning at every level. Right. You yeah, know, it's different. I think being in Seattle with this team we have now, it's, it's, it's good because they come on support regardless. And that's been the, the testament to Seattle sports in general. They love sports. They love the sport. They love women's sports there. So regardless, obviously people love winning, right? You, you brought championships to Seattle. They understand that. They understand, too, now, like, we're a different team, right? So we're, we're building. It's a different future, different mindset. And be patient, right? So they understand that this year. And they still come on support. That's the biggest thing. And you build habits that way. Not just for fans, but for us, too. Just be patient with the process. And I just got one more for you because I know we're, we're closing on time. Uh, Owen wouldn't forgive me if I didn't ask. He is a huge tennis fan. Yeah. So I, I wanted to just ask about that and, like, yeah. how being playing two sports kind of has helped you on the court. I mean – I would tell anyone, if they have kids, play two sports. It's amazing. Just what you learn from it, your body's different. I mean, I still cross right now. I'm going to go back home, but um, it's amazing. Like, it's just a different challenge, you know, and um, it's important. I still, I mean, I'm watching moments now in the morning, so I'm tuned into that, and uh, it's a, I, I still love the sport. Um, I love it, and it's something that I still play. My dad still coaches tennis, so it's still in our family, and um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, glad I, I, I'm glad that was my first sport. Amazing. Thank you yeah, so much, awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah, good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was so good. As I listen to these, I just get more and more jealous. Uh, but Miles is killing it, and we're going to just keep the train rolling with another legend. Come on, just a podcast full of legendary guests. Minnesota Lynx superstar, MVP candidate. Uh, the, the list of accolades, we could be here all day. Nafisa Collier. First, I want to ask you about the story because this activation is awesome. I mean, everything that we're seeing at WNBA Live and just kind of the growth that we've seen in the yeah. last couple of years with these brand partnerships. So, what uh, just what do you think about how Starry kind of looks at the, the growth of the W as a yeah. Um, First of all, it's really cool to see Starry like be the main soft drink sponsor of the league um, and take on that role. I mean, we had like the Starry uh, shooting competition and like, the fan that hits the most threes out here gets 33K, yeah. which is really cool. Um, and it's just so good. It's, like, super refreshing. It's, like, lemon-lime taste. So I'm really excited for the partnership. It's awesome. Uh, and from last year to this year, I think this WNBA Live space has grown five times. I think it was 15,000 feet, now it's 75,000 yeah. feet. Just in terms of every metric is constantly up, up, up. What does that just say about like the growing desire from the fan side, but also just yeah. that they show out and that the league is kind of trying to beat them at that point? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You said it's double the size and it's still full in here. Yeah. So it just shows the growing interest in the game and how much people support. And the old saying, like, if you, was it, if you, something, and they will come. Like, if you build it, they will yeah, come. Yeah, if you build it, they will come. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's just so true. Like, you give us more visibility. You give us, like, you build more space. There's more people here. It's just really cool to see the growth. And last year, I saw you at All Star in Chicago, and I think that was we looked like maybe one of her debuts, right? Yeah, she's six weeks old. Yeah. Um, but to go there to being playing in this league, uh, in this uh, sorry, in this game tomorrow, now, just I know it's an arbitrary checkpoint, one All Star to the next. But how have you kind of taken a, a step back and looked at? Your growth from where you were a year ago to now to being out there in that game. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Just like where it was a year ago, Mia was only six weeks old. It's just crazy. She was so little. I look at pictures and it's um, like just even how far like my body's come physically. I had to really gain a lot of muscle back. Like I had to re like. There's ligaments I get loose. There's so much stuff I just didn't even know about, um, and just making sure that I'm healthy and um, building my strength back. It's just crazy to see how what happened. I, I wanted to ask a little bit, too, about Unrivaled because so I cover on the New York market, so I was talking to Stewie about it last week, nice. and I think that the the mothership part of it probably works into that a bit, right? Yeah. Where you had that, that long tweet that I wrote one down because I thought it was so great, but you had said that players have to choose whether to play overseas to maximize earnings in the winter or stay home with their families. So just knowing that both you and Vanna are young mothers. How did that kind of build into this collaboration? Yeah, that was a huge reason why. Um, I love being by my family. I'm a homebody by nature anyway. So, like, missing holidays is really hard. Being away from your family, 
in different time zones. I mean, time is 12 hours. Like, it's literally night and day. Um, it's really hard. It's The isolation is really hard. And so we wanted to obviously create an opportunity where we didn't have to do that. But we could still do the thing that we love, which is play basketball and what we're known for while still growing our brands. And three on three is a very different style. Today. Yeah. It seems exhausting. It seems like you never stop. Yeah. What was the appeal of, of that style? Um, well, first of all, it, it actually is full court, so there's two baskets, which is oh. it's about two-thirds the size of a regular court, so it's shorter. Um, but we still wanted that up-and-down style. But three-on-three three really allows you to showcase your talent. And so I think it's going to be really fun for the fan to experience and to watch because you're going to see the best of the best going at it every night. When I spoke to Stevie last week, she said that you guys have been kind of wrapped up with NDAs, but that the day that the announcement came out, she said Jewel already reached out to her. Yeah. I think she said Chelsea... Uh, well, Chelsea was in with you guys yeah. already, a couple of other people. Yeah. But she said All-Star was the time that she thought that people were going to really hit you guys up. So yeah. has anyone talked to you about Unrivaled? Yeah, a bunch of players. I mean, like I said, who wouldn't want to be able to stay in the States making good money while still playing? So, I mean, obviously it's a great opportunity for all the players, and I think anyone would want to do that instead of going overseas. So, so yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Love it so much. I'm so excited for this league. Um, and by the way, Miles and Jasmine Harper uh, of Winsider.com, social media superstar, Dallas Wings reporter, they collaborated on an article um, about Unrivaled uh, that you guys should all go check out. That is on Winsider.com. Last but not least, in the cleanup spot, the three-point legend, 2021 WNBA champion, person who we see walking her dogs outside of Barclays Center as we go cover practice, the legend, Allie Quigley. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Of course. Uh, first, I wanted to start by asking you about Starry because they're giving away $33,000 and just the investment that they have in the W and the just... This whole setup, WNBA Live is awesome. Just what have been your takeaways from it? I think it's amazing. I mean, everywhere I look, I see Starry, and I think it's great that they're investing in the WNBA, and they have such a huge audience and platform that for them to be able to, like, put into us, it's just hopefully other big companies will follow suit, and um, that's all we need is just eyes on us because when people see us, I think, you know, that's all they need to do is see us, and they'll come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I keep on telling everybody and all my friends to keep coming back as soon as yeah, they come out to exactly. a game. Uh, much like Star, I feel like you are an ambassador for the three-point contest. You got to watch it from the stands for the first time yesterday. Yeah. First of all, any itch? Any itch to come back watching? Oh, that? no. No, no, no. Okay. I mean, I just get a little nervous for those things, so I enjoy being a fan and just cheering them on for sure. What was the experience like from the other side? Um, it was cool. I mean, it's cool to just watch great shooters, and honestly, my money was on top, so I'm glad she won, and glad I got to see such a historic performance that, in my opinion, will probably never get broken again, unless she wants to go break it again next year. <laughs> I, uh, I've been lucky enough to watch her warm up. And yeah. She was training on the rack earlier. So, yeah. So, we saw yeah, it coming, probably. Yeah. 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 How different is it to shoot off a rack compared to just a game? Like, it seems like a completely, not a completely different skill set, but that Yeah, I mean, a... it's definitely different. Like, practice helps, but, um, I don't know, it's also an advantage because, it's just like repetition, like really great shooters just need repetition. And if you're just doing the same thing over and over again, it's it's easy to get into a zone. So um, she obviously did that yesterday. <laughs> and then Sab said afterwards that the event should be named after you. You're oh, gosh. a four-time champ. What do you think about it? She's awesome. Like, she's so good to me, and I'm such a fan of her. Um, I wish I could, you know, have a chance to play with her and be able to, you know, shoot with her in practice. So. I think she's unbelievable, and there's just so much more she's going to accomplish in this league. Well, you were—you never did say you were retired. You said you were taking some time away. That's so true. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But to, to transition there, you're in Brooklyn now. You're, you're spending your season. How is that transition? Because I'm born and raised in New York, so yeah. I'm always curious to ask people about that. It's been really good, actually. You know, we were a little bit unsure how we'd be in, like, a big city, but um, it's what everybody has said it it was going to be you know it's amazing restaurants it's so convenient to just walk everywhere take the subway um we're having a different visitor every other week so i'm able to like go out with them and see the city and i love it that's got to be great to have just also w friends from all over the league that yeah. are just now coming and it's like yeah you've got friends from midtown all the time and yeah you can just kind of 
chill and not have to stress about things. I know. Yeah, yeah, true. Like I see how long she's at the gym. I'm like, all right, now I know I wanted, why well, I wanted this break. <laughs> if you need any pizza recommendations, I got you. How are you on? Oh my God, I'll always take a pizza, pizza recommendation. Okay, We've gone to a couple like around like the arena, like Home Slice, I think, mm -hmm. and I don't know, maybe one other one, but not a lot. We haven't gone to a lot of pizza places. You ever get to beat Brooklyn? L and B is the spot to go. L and B. Yeah, L and B. That's the spot. I'm trying um, to get to Lucali, but it's hard Lucali's, to get into. I know those it's, like, lines. Impossible. I can't yeah. do those lines. I guess you got to go like an hour and a half early. So. One I day like I'll that. commit to that, but I think Sap has gone there, right? That Sap spot. I think oh. she's talked about having to wait online. She probably knows like and I somebody. Can't picture her waiting online anymore. No, she might know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I asked Courtney pretty early in the season just about how you were adjusting to not playing, and she said that you were putting 100% of your focus into just relaxing, and that you were going to a new park every day and just yeah, yeah. Taking, I've seen you walk the dogs around Barclays. I'm always walking the dog. Uh, we got bikes, so I'm biking everywhere now. I was using those city bikes, but I'm like, they're too big and clunky. I need my own bike. So everyone was passing me, so yeah, it's been nice to have a bike just to like explore different parks, Fort Greene, Central Park, Prospect Park. It's, there's so many cool areas and so much more I have to explore. <laughs> As a New Yorker, I love to hear about all these spots, especially I grew up in Brooklyn, so just hearing oh, yeah, about yeah. all these spots that you're like, you probably know a lot, a lot more than me to help out. <laughs> um, and just the last one for me is just kind of watching the Liberty team chill. Yes. Not easy to no. bring in so many pieces. I know that like Courtney had played with some players overseas before, yeah. um, but the team was just on a pretty historic pace in terms of distribution, passing the ball. Uh, up there right now with last year's Chicago Sky. Yeah, they're very similar. The style is similar. Yeah. And you, you've been on different teams. You've been on different construction teams as well, playing overseas and at the W. So, how does that, how have you witnessed from kind of an outsider perspective that chemistry coming together? I mean, obviously it's coming maybe a little bit slower than they would have liked, but that was expected when you put like a brand new team together. It's going to take some time, but I mean, they're winning games, which is like really hard to do in this league. And, um, I think they're going to start, you know, gelling at the right time. The important part is they're all committed to it and they're all really good people. Um, they have a really good good group there in terms of people and work ethic. So I know they're going to figure it out and we'll figure it out when it matters the most. <laughs> awesome. Thank yeah. you so much, Alex. No problem. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Boom. There you have it. Um, Miles just stellar stellar interviewing i i want to say truly like i'm not just gassing you up as as my podcast partner it is not easy like when we see the you know monica mcnutt style of having to interview like everyone on draft night i'm always astounded by people's ability to just like you know knock those out and uh not lose their minds as they have to interview like yet another person uh in the same day keeping track of of all your questions all this stuff um so just awesome stuff the three-point contest stuff i mean you know being there i can't even imagine watching on tv on friday as sabrina hit all of those threes was truly like an all-time WNBA memory for me i still haven't fully recovered um we were here in brooklyn just watching on, on my tv and it was one of those things where the three-point contest happens so fast that you're just, you don't have time to fully grasp what's happening in the moment, but it's this like perfect kind of arc that, that happens in sports, usually over a two hour game or whatever. But this time it's compacted into 70 seconds where the dramatic like rise, the arc of excitement is building and building. And, and, you know, I don't know if it was on the second rack. I think it was when she hit every shot on the second rack where, where I started to like audibly make noises and like turn up the volume, start kind of freaking out. Um, and that was her money ball rack too. That was her money ball rack. Yeah. When she starts hitting those, you're like, she is locked in. Right. Then she goes and hits the four pointer. You're like, of course, because Sabrina loves shooting from like well behind the arc. You, the four pointers like built for her. Then she just hits all the above the break threes. At this point, like it's it's you realize you're witnessing something historic. It ends just absolute mayhem. And then I think 
you know, and, and I can't blame him. Ryan Rucco on the broadcast was like, she had just hit 14 in a row or something. And I, I'm thinking, I'm like, she hit more than 14 in a row. I thought like, I'm trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, I think she hit 19 in a row. We have no, it's never been done before in basketball period ever. So we had no, you know, no, no precedent to compare it to. And then, you know, I go back and look at the the map. And it was 20 in a row. I mean, just, just ridiculous. So, so cool. And she missed the first one too, right? So she hits 25 of the last 26 shots. I know. I know. I love that she missed the first one. It's like, all right, let me just get that out of the way. Like, all right, just had to do one just to like, you know, give the people any semblance of hope that this record could ever be broken. I half joked about this to a bunch of people before that contest. And I was like, Sabrina has been shooting wide open shots from the wing all season long. So if there's anyone who has been prepping for this all year long, obviously, like we said, shooting off a rack is different, but Sab, this is, this is her bread and butter. This is what she does is she knocks down open shots and she also pulls up from deep. So like all of that combined. And it feels like this is a competition that is built for her. Also, we have to shout out Sammy Wickham came in second place. There is nothing like watching Sammy Wickham shoot a basketball. I I honestly thought we were going to have like 35 seconds left on the timer by the time she finished her rack because it is just rapid fire. It's It feels like the ball is like just going through the net and she's already got the next one up. That reload, that, that just the quick shot, the consistency with that repetition. And she also has like a little hop too. So I don't know how she's like managing to move and reset um, but just watching Sammy is, I'm just in awe. She, she she is like a shooting machine. I think we referenced this on a previous podcast or maybe it was a playback. I don't know, somewhere, but your, your spot on comparison of, of how Elena Deladon shooting free throws is like the, the robot that they programmed to, to shoot free throws. And Sammy Wickham mm-hmm. is the three point shooting version of that. And I do find it fascinating. I just love the three point contest. I find it fascinating that, you really see what type of shooter uh, these players are. Like Jackie Young did not perform as well as she would have hoped in the three-point contest, but it makes sense. You watch Jackie Young shoot in these games. She is leading the league in three-point percentage. She gets into her shot very rhythmically, very deliberately, and part of that rhythm, it doesn't mean that she can't get her shot off because she gets it off no matter the defense. But what it means is that it's not really suited for that, like, pick the ball up off the rack, shoot it with a timer. She, she just kind of has a more easy um, um, way of getting into her shot. You know, Kelsey Mitchell with the with the arc, um, Arike with, you know, kind of all the step backs and like the the dribbling and how that helps her get into rhythm. So it's it, it's it makes sense that the players who kind of rose to the top in this are ones who... And Dijanae, we, we got to shout out Dijanae too, because just her involvement in this like she it seems like didn't know from what i heard until very very late and for her to to come to the game and to to show out i don't think she had the prep time that everybody else did too so i just wanted to add her because all six of these incredibly talented shooters scorers and then yeah like you said the the rapid fire of just also all this going down in a half hour's time two rounds of this it's it's efficient it's lean (laughs) wild so fun well this was this was an absolute blast um shout out to you for just going there and managing to still be standing here on monday and to to bring us these four uh really exciting super fun interviews uh doing all kinds of coverage just the 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 w slam story everything uh awesome weekend so cheers thanks bud and thank you again to starry for making all this happen and yeah we can't wait for the second half Thank you.